Hi guys, and welcome back to the Apex Delta Coaching Podcast. My name is Kieran Moore, and I'm the head coach and owner of Apex Delta Coaching. On this show, my aim is to help educate, inform, and drive you to get stronger, fitter, and more resilient as an athlete and human. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about the difference between training for health and training for performance. I'm going to discuss what health is and what performance is in this context. And then I'm going to talk about the differences there are between them, but also what is the same. With that, let's get into today's show. Starting out then, I'm going to talk about uh, what I feel health or longevity are uh, and how they, they they sort of relate into this, this topic. So starting, I want to talk about then fitness. So fitness as a term, not necessarily the one that we would usually sort of connotate or, or, or relate to, to training, but fitness in, in a sense of our actual fitness um, to life, essentially. So in, in, this, in this sort of scenario, in this context, it can be defined by our ability to f- be sufficiently fit to uh, cope with the physical demands of, of our lives. And and more than that, it, it it's a, it's being able to uh, essentially deal with life and thrive. So actually benefit and be um, better for the stresses that we are put under, uh, rather than being fragile to those and having sort of negative side effects from being put under stress and through having to deal with stress, not just in a kind of like a kind of a work or a mental sense, but physical stress as well. So so yeah, being able to kind of cope with the demands physically of what we have to go through on a kind of daily basis essentially where this fits in with someone like the so the world health organization where they recommend uh 150 minutes per week of moderate activity so this is kind of um like a brisk brisk walking type of thing anything around that kind of that general intensity level is what they recommend so 150 minutes a week which is um not necessarily too much but it's much less than potentially a lot of people are currently doing um so in that sense then we can see a lot of people are kind of missing that missing that bucket if you like in terms of uh or missing missing putting anything into that bucket in terms of a like fitness for their for their general life and they're not then putting themselves in a position where they're able to appropriately deal with the stresses of everyday life and thrive from that so they're actually kind of in a sort of really suboptimal position where they're not necessarily uh, able to live their lives to their sort of fullest potential if you like so alongside this idea of that 150 minutes of moderate activity we've also then got the who so the world health organization saying that you should be doing some kind of like muscle strengthening based sessions at least twice a week um so this looks like some kind of potentially gym based or resistance training based uh activities within a, within a week um twice um at least twice so ideally that is obviously a bit higher um and these are all kind of like minimum recommendations so these are all things that yeah you should be aiming for at a minimum but in reality you want to try and sort of be, be going well beyond these in terms of what you're actually achieving if you're looking for that health and longevity that are going to allow you to be fit for life not just sort of in six weeks time but for six years 10 years 15 60 years for example what this basically builds into is building like a comprehensive buffer essentially a physical ability so that we can cope with any stresses and physical demands in our life and so that we can live a long and 
fulfilling life through our ability to um, remain and uh, be fit or fit for that that purpose so building this this health and um, training them for longevity does allow us to live that larger life and and use our fitness to be be more fulfilled in in what we can do um rather than kind of just being stagnant and uh getting through it we're actually able to thrive and and kind of be anti-fragile if you like moving now into uh performance and sort of talking about what performance is in this respect um so performance really is is kind of the flip side to that so whereas before we're kind of like we're looking to do the the, the, the training and do activity on a weekly basis in order that we are maintaining or building some level of like physical buffer against decline into sort of sickness with performance we're looking to really optimize ourselves towards achieving higher or close to or potentially maximal levels of um, output or performance in this respect so this is kind of now looking more or less away from um, doing things in order to sort of life proof ourselves and now it's looking to optimize things towards a very or or likely a more specific um performance-based outcome so we're looking to now push ourselves to to higher limits and and get close to where we would would see kind of that maximal capacity or maximal limit of what we're able to do physically um a really important point to note here and something that maybe is is not always portrayed um accurately is that elite performance is not healthy um when we look at these elite level athletes be that in in any sport um these these guys or these women these um these athletes are not in a um position whereby you'd really say they are they are healthy and they're fit for life um they are fit if you like they are very adapted to a very specific outcome um being that within their performance realm to achieve certain high level outcomes um but that comes at a sacrifice of of many other elements in terms of their health um in terms of their kind of like lifestyle social life all that sort of those aspects um in order to be able to achieve the levels of performance that they've achieved if we sort of take this away from like the elite sort of category where where a lot of people sort of do sit um in that kind of like normal kind of person who goes to the gym is chasing performance maybe sort of recreation athletes those sorts of individuals individuals um this is a similar kind of concept you are to to an extent there, there's an element of being fit for life and then there's an element of you're kind of optimizing things trying to chase performance and there's obviously as closer you get to that higher level performance the further away you're probably going to be getting from the health side of this um sort of spectrum if you like so there's always there are going to be those trade-offs and uh, sacrifices and i think if you if you sort of if you ha- ever had the opportunity to talk with any of these elite level athletes or higher level athletes olympians those sorts of individuals you, you you'd very quickly realize that that they've had to make some huge sacrifices to get where they've they've got to uh, and it's often at the detriment of their their sort of health and uh, longevity um i know f- sort of my experience within within rugby specifically um there's very few rugby players that finish their sort of competitive, call it elite level careers, and they're in a position that they are healthier and better off than when they first started. Um, the the levels of uh, performance they've had to attain and the things they've had to do to get to that level um, take a really large physical toll on your body, uh, and they're not necessarily conducive towards uh, longevity and health in in sort of the context that we're talking about it here. So training for performance really does involve 
pushing your limits physically and mentally in order to elevate yourself. It's not really a long-term viable approach um, if we're talking from a sort of longevity perspective. Um, there are few athletes or sports where there are really lifelong careers in those um in those realms and it's it's kind of like there's a certainly within kind of a lot of the field sports that there's definitely an upper limit to how how long you can really be doing that sport before your body just starts to break down and and can't necessarily cope with those physical demands anymore uh and and or or if they are and there are sort of plenty of examples of athletes who who push themselves for too long probably um and end up uh having to remove themselves from that situation due to health risks rather than sort of making the choice to leave. So moving now into the, the differences and then similarities between um, training for both health and then performance. Um, I think the the first big one to, to put out there is that I think there's probably less differences than we really realize. Uh, and it's more a case of um, differing by by degree and not by by kind. Um, so this is kind of a phrase that's been thrown around quite a lot within different sort of um, kind of realms of fitness, if you like, realms of uh, performance and uh, training, um, especially within sort of the last five to 10 years, I guess. Um, so both performance and then health clients, individuals, uh, trainees or whatever you want to call them, um, athletes, if you like, um, still largely need the same things. So this, these kind of like, it looks like strength and, and sort of movement competency in the basic movement patterns. So this is things like your, your squats, uh, hinges, pushes, pulls, single leg work, um, across all the different sort of planes of motion. So sort of moving in a straight line, front and back, side to side, rotating, uh, being able to carry things, being able to apply forces against external loads. All of those things stay common across both performance and health sort of focused individuals. But the main difference here is that it differs by degree. Um, so that that really sort of in the context of this means that those health individuals are probably moving obviously much lighter loads, probably less volume, less intensity um, compared with the more performance-based individuals who are really looking to maximize those those aspects and especially their strength um, in order that it has then performance benefits into whatever their, their sort of specific goals or context might be. Um, this then goes into like an underlying aerobic capacity. This is really important within the vast majority of sports, um, even those that are kind of more like strength or power based, sort of like powerlifting, weightlifting, some kind of underlying work capacity is really important, both uh, within a performance sense, but then also within a health sense. So obviously we saw that those kind of the WHO recommendations of 150 minutes per week of moderate exercise, this kind of would feel it would fit within that, that, that idea, that realm of, of aerobic capacity and aerobic fitness. Uh, and it's something that's really important, uh, not just for recovery uh, and um, for performance within performance-based realms, but also then within health in terms of actually being able to be strong, uh, strong enough and um, fit enough, if you like, cardiovascularly to live a long, fulfilled life and be able to do the things you want and not have fitness be the barrier to those. Uh, there's also then elements of power and potentially some faster movements that are relevant both within performance uh, and health. Um, health fields within those different clients, those different types of people and what they're chasing. Um, if we think about this, obviously in sport, speed and power is incredibly important. Speed kills is a kind of a common phrase of how that's termed. Um, 
generally in most sports, the faster, more powerful athlete will always win. Uh, there are not many sports where that's not the case, um, or at least uh, being able to display those skills uh, alongside sporting skills is incredibly important. If we then look into general um, general people, sort of general population or those kind of health-based individuals, um, elements of power and potentially some faster movements are still incredibly important. Think like if you were to on a trip down the stairs, for example, if you haven't got the ability to apply strength quickly, like you're going to really struggle and potentially hurt yourself. This is then potentially when we look at like elderly populations. This is why lots of injuries occur and lots of falls occur in those kind of elderly populations because they've lost that ability to apply strength quickly. Um, and there's certain contexts like that where, where power and potentially some ability to go move faster can actually be really beneficial um, within a health-based um, uh, world rather than just looking at the performance benefits of that. So some other things that I think are kind of maybe unique within health versus performance. So we have that kind of more generalist approach. Generally, we're looking for a bit more of a broad spectrum of, um, of abilities physically. Whereas in a performance spectrum, it's going to be a little bit more specialist uh, based on whatever goals, context that that individual might be performing within. Um, so yeah, we talked about kind of moving less loads, less volumes, but it's always also on a planning side of things. There's going to be a lot more uh, idea around accumulating and then optimizing um, specific capacities in terms of strength uh, and aerobic abilities or energy system work. Um, whereas on a performance side of things there's going to be both those accumulations and optimizations but then also going to be an element of intensification or peaking that's involved that might not necessarily be as relevant for a more general health-based um, individual so that, that that kind of builds into the idea of com competitive um, versus um, non-competitive approaches so in a performance realm obviously the ho whole idea of that is that you are looking to be competitive in a certain area field or um, sport for example so there has to be an element of uh, peaking that's working up to increasing that level of performance within that whereas in a health realm that doesn't really exist as much um, you can get very far within a health-based approach just doing lots of easy aerobic training and some strength training on top of that so pretty much fitting within those who guidelines of something like 150 minutes per week of moderate exercise that might be walking running whatever um, whatever it is and that's where it can kind of it doesn't really matter too much on the modality doing what you enjoy is probably more important um, alongside some kind of structured uh, resistance training be that body weight be that with uh, weights or whatever that looks like then flip side to that so in the in the performance setting um, all the, the kind of the energy system work or the strength work is going to be much more specific and also there's going to be higher levels so we're looking more into that kind of like anaerobic and uh call it glycolytic so it's the sort of unsustainable hard and high intensity work is a lot more relevant in a performance context and that's going to depend upon the individual the sport their their specific goals but it's much more relevant in that setting than it is within a health setting um, that they are sort of chasing those specific elements as that's really what's going to allow them to express maximally um, their abilities within uh, the sort of the generally shorter sort of mid to shorter sort of time frames that you see in a lot of sports. We talked about, oh yeah, the ideas of some elements of power-based work within a health setting. Um, this is mostly around an ability to absorb force effectively. Um, so kind of eccentric strength, if you like. Um, this might include stuff like landings, 
um, some kind of jump based training or very easy plyometrics might even be relevant in this context. Um, but this will depend on the individual um, and sort of their own goals or, or where they really want to take it with their training. Um, obviously, within a performance setting, the power and speed based work is going to be highly um, contextual and highly uh, specific to whatever context you might be um doing your performing in so for example a uh, field sport athlete so uh, like a field hockey or uh, rugby or football player it's going to be doing lots of higher intensity power and speed work in a running setting so this is going to be sort of accelerations uh, max velocity sprinting decelerations change of direction work plyometrics all these kind of things that's going to allow them to perform at a higher level in their um, specific context if we look at this in obviously uh, an Olympic lifting setting, um, there's going to be lots of power-based um, training that will look like lots of um, variations and power and speed work of the actual Olympic lifts themselves, uh, and this is highly specific to the context that they're they're performing in. Um, even within sort of more endurance-based athletes, um, this is this is relevant as well in terms of like they're going to be doing lots of sort of power capacity type stuff so that they can perform at higher levels for longer uh, and sort of like sprint finishes and stuff like that where whereby they might need to include more high intensity work um, in order to allow them to do that and if and when it arises during their sort of competitive uh, scenarios. I think finally looking at how these kind of like these different metrics might be uh, measured, um, I think both can be measured by the same or very similar metrics that we talked about. Um, we're largely looking to chase the same things within sort of strength uh, in terms of like movements and stuff. So this is going to be very relevant that we can then test those things in pretty similar ways. Uh, but again, it just it differs in degree, not necessarily kind. So um, for example, a power lifter is obviously going to be tested in the, the squat bench and deadlift and competition variants of those movements specifically. Whereas uh, someone who's just looking to be fitter and healthier generally um might test like a squat pattern might test a hinge pattern and a pushing pattern but they might not be very specific to those those competition lifts we might be looking at different variations that fall outside of that to, to test essentially um, but we're still testing the overlying similar principles um, same idea in terms of uh, like the, the energy system work so for example if we have a field sport athlete we might be testing them in that respect in terms of very specific timings and intensities that they're likely to exhibit during a game or a competitive scenario whereas with a sort of a, a general focus person we might be looking at like a, a 10 minute cycle for example just to see the overlying ability to perform aerobically but we're not too worried about the actual um, modality that we're testing it's more relevant to the outcome that we get from improving that that metric rather than the metric itself some some big things that we're really looking to do then in terms of health is that we want to gain movement competency we want to get a little bit stronger and we want to get a little bit fitter across the board so it's quite a broad approach whereas with that performance we're looking um, to train very specifically for the performance goals or out outcomes that we're looking for within that individual um, this is going to then look like them chasing very specific things and putting lots of energy and um, lots of sort of generally lots of intensity into that um, and other areas may drop off this it could include potentially their health and longevity as we sort of talked about briefly um, earlier in the sense that 
if you're chasing really high level performance at some point your health is going to have to take almost a little bit of a backseat not necessarily drop off considerably but it won't be a priority when we're looking to really chase um, significant performance outputs so that's the end of the episode um yeah i hope you enjoyed it and got something from that okay guys that's it for today thanks for listening in to another episode of the apex delta coaching podcast have a look down below for all the show notes resources and links um, that are relevant to the show or search for apex delta coaching on social media or just google apexdeltacoaching.com and you'll find our website Lastly, if you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and leave a review. Any support is really appreciated and it helps to grow the podcast so more people can benefit from it going forward. Thanks for listening. Have a good week. Stay safe and we will talk soon.